Happy Mental Health Awareness Month, y'all. And welcome back to the Kill the Poet podcast. I'm Young Toledo. And I'm Colo Kai. And guess what, bro? It's the season finale. (laughs) Oh my god, what? (laughs) Yes, which means that we have a special three-poem episode. episode. Yeah, let's go. Um, We got a poem from our friend Elliot, a poem from Young Toledo, and finally one from Genesis Natalie. Yeah, uh, Elliot's poem, Life is a Flower, sheds light on the life of being too open and loving, and we got a chance to sit down and talk to her about it. All right, so uh, let's give her a listen. Ooh, let's do it. And by the way... At some point in this interview, we talk about Jack Frost. We are not talking about winter. We are talking about the poet Robert Frost. So, yeah, let's listen to it. Boy with the petals blowing from his chest. Pansy boy, you're so in love with all the rest. Pulling out bouquets for any passerbys until all the lovely girls with sad and tired eyes. Pansy, why are you so meek? Inviting in those you meet, listening to their fears and fed by the tears with your roots nestled in the soil. But that won't sustain. They're caressing your petals with methane and it seeps through your veins, burning like acid rain. Pansy boy, you've pruned yourself dry. Okay, so we're sitting down with Elliot. Uh, we just listened to her poem, Life as a Flower. Beautiful, beautiful, but like very emotionally charged uh, like poem. I loved it. Um, my first question will have to be, who, who is this boy that you're talking about um, that you referenced, the, the pansy boy, over and over again throughout the I piece? mean, personally, it's myself. Um, I have this very... Uh, this tendency, I guess, or I guess maybe it's like, um, I'm a very open person, you know? So I think mm-hmm. that's just like one of those like flaws, I guess, that people can have. That's like, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Mm. Where, yeah, your openness, it allows you to be a very hospitable person, but at the same time, Sometimes you let in not the best things. You, know? you gotta be careful. Yeah, very careful, very careful. Um, yeah, and um, sorry. No, oh no, 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 go ahead. Coachella. <laughs> so clumsy. Yeah, and um, I mean, like, I guess it's just a poem referencing anybody who, like, anybody you even know who kind of fits that type of, like, personality, you know? Like, they're just such a sweet person, but very like easily can be taken advantage of yeah at, at one point in your poem you brought out that um that but that will oh with your roots nestled in the soil but that won't sustain they're caressing your petals with methane and it's just like I, I, it sounds like that's kind of what you're talking about um yeah, that's just bars <laughs> to say the least um so you, so how long have you been writing? Like, is this a new fancy you kind of just picked up or? I guess I've been writing like collectively for about maybe two, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't written in a long time. So honestly, that is like the most recent thing I've ever written. Oh, nice. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and do you like, you 
do it for, I mean, since you, you haven't done it in a while, but when you were doing it, was it something that you were just doing for fun or? Yeah, I was just doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. I've, I've thought about like maybe making a zine or something like that, so but it's never come like to life. Interesting. Wow. So like a, a po- like a poetry magazine. Yeah. Thing? yeah. How, how'd that even look like? Oh, like, you know, like, I, I'm into visual arts, too, so, like, I would probably incorporate some, like, um, illustrations, maybe, to mm-hmm. follow up with those, you know? Mm-hmm. Probably get, like, some people to submit their poems and stuff like that. Yeah. Then, yeah I just cool. really, like, I, I, I really like the idea of um, just intersecting those two, you know, like, picture books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> you know, picture like, books for grownups. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were so simple back in the day, and now we have to read things with no pictures and then if they have pictures it's like a sad picture (laughs) it's the worst part (laughs) yeah yeah but bridging the gap with illustrations would be super dope just for people who like are more fond of seeing it like visually for the um people who like instagram more than they like twitter (laughs) yeah (laughs) those folks yeah no i i you know who you are i I guess (laughs) um but, uh, so, um, has sharing your poetry uh, been a thing that you've always wanted to do, or are you just kind of started? I literally just started doing for it. For you? Yeah. Really? Um, nice. The last time at that, um, what was oh, that? Dreamscape. Yeah. Dreamscape. Dreamscape. That was, that was yeah. the first time I've ever shared my poetry. Oh, shit. Yeah, like Not to like old. other people. People. <laughs> How'd you feel? It was scary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I was shaky. Mm-hmm. The mic didn't I, work. Oh, sorry. What'd you no, say? The, the mic didn't work. At, yeah, it was the, just the there fake as a, mic as a, as a prop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was holding because so I was like, okay, if I just like feel like I'm like actually speaking into a mic, like I'll project my voice. Exactly. They won't think anything is wrong. Emotional support. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Yeah, but, I had a busted chin, so I was just like, I can't talk. No, I, hey, but you, you went, went for it. For it, and, that, and dude, that is my favorite thing about open mics. Especially if it's an open mic that someone, like, it might be their first time there. It's like, oh shit, this is an open mic. And even if you don't go the first time, you might go the second time if you have those things in your notes and you're just like, okay, fuck it. Or <laughs> one of your friends are like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and signs up your name. I signs you. Exactly. He's like, so <laughs> I hope you're ready to go up. It's like, oh, and they go up and they kill it. I don't know. And you you killed it too, and, and that's and that's where uh, that's where we met actually. Um, but like, I think you followed me on Instagram for a I second. I did. Well, like our buddy Tristan was just like, this guy's really cool, and I was like, okay, I'll just I'll just follow him. That's Sensei Sensei Tib in the in the building. Um, but yes, like um, I, I saw that like we had that mutual. I was like, huh, okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's super dope that you. Um, are willing to take that leap into sharing those bits and pieces of your soul with the world because you know that's what it is and i and that's why i think it's so gorgeous about it like it is feeling yeah comfortable enough to do that um that's part of the reason why i do this thing here <laughs> um well i guess it makes sense why you named it life as a flower because of you know pansy boy right um, where, where did you even come up with the inspiration for a poem like this? I mean, outside of yeah, you you said it's a little bit about yourself. I guess um, 
I don't know, like, also, like, flowers are, they're, like, really symbolic in, like, almost every culture, you know? They're just, they're used for so many different reasons, and a lot of reasons for coping through emotional things or to show emotions and whatnot, you know? I just see that pattern mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just in my experience as a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that's something that I really connected just because it's... Does anybody ask the flowers if they want to be cut? Do do I... Do, do these lilies want to go to that funeral right now? Yeah, Yeah, people, wow. like, it's sad. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> they're, I mean, <laughs> they're living things too. It's weird to think about, like, you're just chilling being a lily. Right. And it's like, so just, you look really good to commemorate death. <laughs> it's like, yeah. um, okay. I guess that's, that's my whole thing, thing now. Shit. <laughs> like this dove. <laughs> Straight up. <Yeah>. Bro. <laughs> If I can find the audio for that vine, we're gonna chop the audio and inject it right. (laughs) (laughs) That would be absurd to say the least. (laughs) You better believe the wheels are already turning. I know. (laughs) Ridiculous. Do you? Okay, so in those, so you said you've been writing for two years. Um, Do you do a lot of reading of other poets? Because I've mentioned this on previous episodes, and I've been kind of working on this but I've always had a hard time like seeking out other poets seeking out other poetry outside of like my own sometimes just for whatever reason either the effort or whatever um but do you like read poetry books that's my thing too like I don't read a lot of poetry books um when I was Mm -hmm. younger like I was in high school like I read a I read a couple of like I mean one or two maybe like Charles Bukowski books yeah so that's like (laughs) CD stuff yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah, very serious. Yeah, and that's, I mean, for me, that's where a lot of my poetry knowledge came from, too, like from high school. Mm-hmm. Just the poems there, yeah. like, oh, man, you can just talk and then make it rhyme. Yeah, that's honestly <laughs> my understanding of poems. Like, you asked me, like, structure, and, like, I kind of remember what a haiku is. <laughs> I don't know anything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. I just write, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. and and that's that's the thing. Like, it's... Like my favorite, more liberating. Yeah, 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 no, exactly. My my favorite thing about probably you know high school English at the very least is even if you don't really like like the poetry unit, um, there's some kids in there that really do, <laughs> and it it inspires them to continue to write in secret. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just because like that part of them was. Aroused. I, I don't, that was, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> like how I use that word. <laughs> but that was the word that came out. Engaged, talk. Yeah, awakened. Awakened is such a, a way more sanitized word. But. It's honestly really odd. Because <laughs> the poetry section in English like always wrecked me. Like I literally always like had D's like when it was like the poetry section. Mm, I don't know why. Well, really? Yeah. So did you just were you just not into it because you're. Like, hey, you gotta write this thing and do it for an assignment, or was it just? I think a lot of it was like reading like old poetry and being like, "What does mm-hmm. this mean?" And yeah. I'm like, yeah. "It could mean mm-hmm. so many fucking things." Like, I don't know why the moth is landing on a flower. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like, um, what's that author? Jack Frost. Jack Frost. Jack Frost. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know what this means, but I kind of like it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it makes me feel away, but look, <laughs> I'm not gonna run a pace right. on this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just can't. No, but I yeah, I definitely have your rating scales for things like that. It's kind of like yeah, fucked up anyway. It, it like so for weird. different artistic forms, it's like you know. Uh, no, I, did I, I feel that was my big thing about uh, poetry in high school too, just mm-hmm. like getting graded on either writing it or trying to uh, interpret it. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many different ways, just like, just like what you were saying. Mm-hmm. I, and I feel like that's the thing for like a lot of people, and it. I feel like it manifests in different ways. For mm-hmm. for some people, it's poetry. Some people, it's like long long form writing. Mm-hmm. Some people, it's short stories. Like it, those things are weird to grade. You know, yeah. especially if it's a story. Sure, there could be a bad story, but that's like up to the opinion of the the reader or the you know or the, the audience or the yeah. audience or the audience. You know, I feel like the audience is never considered in those. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're just like all right. Or the audience is, I guess, in this case, like the greater. But it's like mm-hmm. that's one perspective. You know, it, exactly. It's like, hey, this is this poem is universally amazing. <laughs> yeah. We have all, say. everyone in every the world has agreed. Everyone, yeah, everyone has agreed. There's been panels. <laughs> There's been committees. Don't even try to say this is a bad poem. It has been accredited. <laughs> and now I need you to write a paper on it. And if it's not the way don't, I like don't to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. Don't you dare ask questions. Don't you, don't you dare ask me questions. But what if I? What the fuck did I just say? <laughs> you know, it's I don't know. School school is interesting, um, but yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna get all you know. Yeah. <laughs> school is very hard, but yeah, go do it Gang. if you can. If you can't, that's also okay. There are other avenues. <laughs> Um, <laughs> motivation. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one was for the kids. Wow. Shout out, um, we're to Bob. Shout out to my lovely friend Bob. Yeah. So, yeah, you were, you were telling me a little something about, I mean, if you want to talk about Bob. We can talk about Bob. Well, let's talk, well, about, let's Bob. talk about Bob. Um, so, who who's Bob? So, Bob is my girlfriend's lovely cat. He has to be put down today. Yeah, I'm so sorry. And that's, I know that's super, super tough. I know you were, like, um, talking about Bob when you are writing the, the poem. And, in fact, I thought you were talking about Bob. Oh, my God. Yeah, because, yeah, like you said, he was, like, a really he nice cat. He was a really yeah. nice cat, super you know. Super inviting. And, yeah. He was a little and flower boy. A little flower boy. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's adorable. Now, how, how long have, uh, how, like, how old is Bob? I think he might be around, like, 13 or 14 years old. 13 or 14. Damn. That's wise old. Yeah, no, he's... Do do cat years, like, do you, like, multiply up, like, dog years or... Okay. I'm not sure. I've never... I I don't know. Huh? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's, that's, like, definitely, like, up up there in age. Yeah. Um, Yeah, hey... R.P. Bob, we're thinking about you. Shouts out to Bob. You're in our thoughts. You were the best cat ever. Best cat ever. You will live on forever through the medium of podcast. We love you. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> right, bro. With that, Elliot, thank you so much You're welcome, for coming on. And thank you for life 
uh, life as a flower, sharing your soul with us. Um, it was beautiful. Thanks for having me on. All right, yep. So next up, we've got a poem by Young Toledo. Yes, this is Fuck Depression, the poem I've talked about and performed at a few open mics. And since it's Mental Health Awareness Month, I figured this poem would be perfect. Absolutely. Yeah, so let's go ahead and do it. Woo! I wake with the weight of the world on my chest. I look at the ceiling and ask why life's a mess. These days I'm wanting to sleep more and wake less because my day-to-day is feeling more and more like a test. I get out of bed and go on a walk so I can be outside and be alone with my thoughts. I know, I know, I should probably try and talk, but. Every time I do, my throat stops and I cough. Irrationalities and formalities follow suit. Fuck depression. Tongues that tear at your mind remain its lethal weapon, and it takes no days off, not even for one second. It rages like a cat that's feral, and it hurts the bone. The pain seeps to the marrow. Parents tell you your thoughts are overblown. The cuts on your wrists, your parents insist, are a phase of being a kid. But now that you're big, the cuts on your wrist twist past your ribs, climbs up your spine, then lines your mind where the new cuts sit. But I have time. I'm coming back from my walk 15 minutes till 9, so about 8.45. The weight on my chest has grown a little light, and I've gathered all the pieces of my life that I could find. But to say that I'm fine, just be alive. Damn, man, that was deep. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Holy shit, there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> <laughs> so, when do I start paying you for this hour? <laughs> <laughs> My clock says 12.30. There you go. All right, um, how do you feel? Uh, I feel great. Um, this poem was written uh, during a time when I wasn't feeling too great, um, but now I'm I'm in a much better headspace. So when, like, what time was that? When did you write it? Um, I would probably say like around September last year. Oh wow! Yeah, like towards the beginning or middle of the like. Not this last spring semester, but fall semester. Mm. Um, and I was just... Yeah, going. what what kind of got you to sit and start it in terms of, like, a trigger event, if anything? Or just any memories or thoughts or whatever? Well, I mean, around that time, I, as we uh, talked about in your antimatter interview, mm. um, you know, your, your brother passed away, and, like, that was... Something that I was also dealing with, but I wasn't allowing myself to deal with it just because, uh-huh. you know, it was school. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, I mentioned that I was taking a lot of walks at this time, mm-hmm. and that was just because I would wake up, I'd feel like absolute shit, and there wasn't really anything I could do. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not really, like, a, I don't know, um, 
like can't really I, escape in any no yeah exactly and I almost felt like getting outside and just walking was in a way me trying to escape and run away from those feelings mm. but you know all that allowed me to do is walk outside and sit with those feelings so do you think that helped in any way outside of just as you said like piecing parts of your life back together as I mean it's moments to like to think and not be around other people because in my experience being like alone and just like getting a moment to think could be really beneficial in terms of just like getting your shit together yeah and and I I completely agree um sometimes though uh one could say that sometimes isolation isn't the the best, best move yeah the of best course. move which I I think the difference is like lying in bed and staring at the ceiling and like thinking about those things versus, versus getting being up. outside getting some air Be- some sunlight because <laughs> When you do that, uh, it's more like a med- med- meditative. Yeah. Because you're doing something, you're walking. Um, oftentimes, I'll be listening to music, but I'll just be thinking. Because the annoying thing about like depression is that it takes everything in your life and squishes it together into one big bad thing mm-hmm. that just fucking just wrecks you. Yeah. You know? Like, whether it's something seriously going on in your family or even school or you just start like I think the word is catastrophizing Mm -hmm. where you start thinking of everything in your life and how those things are going to continue to get worse Mm -hmm. and it it feels like you're in a quicksand and the more you fight it the the deeper you go Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of what this poem was kind of talking about uh, was there anything that you did outside of walking that helped you like get through some of these moments or is there anything that you did to like kind of shift your thoughts away from catastrophe and more towards appreciation of what you did have instead of like you know well it was a lot of me just trying to be real with myself and uh, logically think uh, logically think through logically think through those things (laughs) um so if i was thinking all right so life sucks right now i'm really sad i'm broke i'm doing terrible at school if i'm doing terrible at school this is gonna happen blah 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 blah. i'm broke forever exactly um and instead of allowing myself to get stuck in that line of thinking Mm -hmm. i just try to ground ground myself and like all right so this is my i'm here right now all mm-hmm. these things that i'm stressing out about and thinking that might happen has not happened right and everything so far is just in my head yeah so what can i do to ensure the things that are just in my head don't, don't end up being an actual reality I- exactly um so and the beauty of that is it's like the first step in like the marathon of like growth and healing or whatever because this shit doesn't like change overnight yeah it's something you gotta like keep reminding yourself over and over like that you have what it takes like look in the mirror and like say good things (laughs) yeah no exactly um that that like hype yourself um 
forcing yourself to smile sometimes just to do it. Yeah. I I used to do that a lot, and I always felt ridiculous. But because it felt ridiculous, I would start laughing because I thought it was so stupid. And then, like, now I'm laughing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's why towards the end of the poem, uh, it talks about how I'm on my way back from the walk. Yeah. And I'm, because I'm, I generally felt a little bit better after the walk. Mm-hmm. And it's like the weight of my chest is growing a little light, and I've gathered all the pieces of my life that I could find mm-hmm. in all those thinking and ruminating over all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end, it's like there's nothing wrong with not being fine. Mm-hmm. Like you can just be not okay. And I feel like, I mean, today there's a lot of pressure. To be happy yeah, all the time. Yeah, to be happy, to just be... Have a perfect... Yeah, like, exactly. Not, scenes. And there's... Uh, I forgot who told me this, but there's something about, like, trying to be perfect that any one thing out of order makes the thing that you're trying to make perfect look imperfect. Mm-hmm. And... Like, towards the end of that poem, it was just me realizing, like, you know what? If I said that I'm okay, I'm probably lying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's that's basically what, like, you know, fuck depression is. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Cause... Did you, uh... oh, go on. No, go No, that, that was basically it. Sorry. Damn. Did you, um, write, back to the poem, did you write it all in, all at once? Or did you kind of chuck it out? Aha, okay. Because it looks like it was written at different times, or it feels like it was written at different times. It it definitely was, and here, let me... The part that I actually started with... Somewhere in the middle? Yeah, it was somewhere in the middle. That's hard. I think... I think the poems actually started with... It rages like a cat that's feral and it hurts to the bone. The pain seeps to the marrow. Parents tell you your thoughts overblown. That's, that's where the poems start. That's awesome. Yeah, and then I built, like, like from going down from that part and going up from that part. That's like blood on the leaves being in the middle of Jesus. Right? No, yeah, like yeah, the exactly. hardest song or the hardest portion of the entire piece is, like, uh, in the middle. And it's, like, I feel like it, yeah, it creates yeah. the rest of it. Yeah, and I... I or it influences, heavily influences the rest of it. This is one of those poems where I don't know why. I was just, I think I probably came up with this on one of the walks, but I was thinking, it's like, man, it would be cool to talk about feral cats <laughs> tearing at your mind <laughs> in a poem. So I just kept on thinking about that part until I actually wrote it down. That's far. Yeah, and then I like just filled in the rest. It's far. Um, the my favorite line uh, is when I'm talking about. I know, I know. I should probably try and talk, but every time I do, my throat stops and I cough. Irrationalities and formalities follow suit. I didn't actually realize that's what you had said until I read it. Formalities. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like F A U. Yeah, like faux maladies. <laughs> Fake maladies. I was like, okay. <laughs> sometimes, that's hard. Sometimes when you're you're talking about your feelings or you're talking about your own shit, you kind of feel like it's really not even that important. Oh and yeah. You're okay. like overblowing it in yeah. your mind. So it's like, I mean, I want to talk about it, but come on, it's like 
when it comes out, it's not going to sound like it's it's real problems. Yeah. Which is just me. I mean, when when, when you're dealing with these things, you start to invalidate your own feelings and emotions. Mm. So, like, even if it doesn't seem like that big of a deal in comparison to another person, your first mistake is that you're comparing yourself to another person. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. You, and that's something that I've done a lot and I'm trying to do less of. Mm-hmm. That, like, your feelings are valid. Yeah. It's okay to feel them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, have, have your parents heard this poem? Oh, no. No, 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 they haven't. <laughs> you see, I, that's the thing, because you said that, you know, your thoughts are overblown or whatever. It's like, sometimes African parents could be like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's yeah, just yeah. like, if they they were to hear, like, this, this medium, it's like hearing your thoughts all over again, but in a more concise and, like, artistic way. It might, you know... Yeah. I mean, the bell or something. When when I was writing it, um, at first there was a lot of like eyes and me's when I was talking about like my parents. I at first it wasn't even like my parents. It was like specifically like a, it it was very very raw, and part of it was yeah like especially in not just the African community but like black parents as a whole they tend to That's true. Yeah. not take mental health issues super seriously so the part where it says parents tell you your thoughts overblown that's kind of what i'm touching on like mm-hmm. that they like telling your parents that you're depressed and you when you have like african parents or just black parents as a whole it's like what do you have to be depressed about yeah <laughs> you know you're yeah. you're a little kid like come on <sighs> you you do not need to be depressed and oftentimes that I, I think I, I don't know how true this is, but mm. I feel like that's because they're going through their own stuff. Yeah, that is just like so astronomically larger. Yeah, than like there's a lot more at stake. Yeah, exactly. And at, they, in certain cases, and they probably haven't been used to just talking about yeah, it. Yeah, at all. Like that's <laughs> yeah. So hence it's the a reason, foreign concepts. Hence the reason why it's difficult to talk about it anyway, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to uh, growing up in an environment where that stuff was openly like um, encouraged mm-hmm. and you know, like I don't know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. So just random part, the part where I said follow suit, um, I. I got that from uh, Travis Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, was it? Hey, uh, what song was that? Oh, oh yeah. John. Ghost J. <laughs> <laughs> the song, is it with Travis Scott where I'll... he says, I don't follow suit? Yeah. Is this, is this, is this like a song? Oh my yeah. god, I feel <laughs> so stupid now. Yeah. Y'all way too formal. Y'all know I don't follow suit. It was a single bar? Yeah, and like when I heard that bar, I was like, <gasps> formal follow suit? <laughs> Bars. What? Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is fuck depression. Um, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it, man. If you're out there going through that shit, just know. Nothing lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Big facts. And sometimes uh, 
not really. I mean, it depends on the person, but depression might be an ongoing battle where sometimes you're stronger and sometimes the depression is stronger. Just know that you you can do it. <laughs> talk to people. Talk about it. If people are invalidating your feelings when you're talking about it, talk to someone else about it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Just like get that stuff out. It's not going to do you any good sitting inside of you. All right. So now we're going to take a listen to our friend Genesis Natalie's poem, Something I Craved. We sat down and talked to her about her inspirations in poetry and in music. So let's do it. Something I craved like opioid. What I once longed for but couldn't fully enjoy. When I had it, I was on top of the world. When I didn't, I felt a hollow void. Knowing it would come to an end someday, the temporary fulfillment I found in each boy. Until I finally looked in to the little girl with the heart on her sleeve, broken down by the hand of someone else's sin, who in her naivety full-heartedly believed that love could only be found in him. But the truth is that her pureness was no weakness. Her scars were actually her strength. And what she always seeked on the outside is what she had always carried within. Hey. Genesis Natalie. <laughs> We, we are sitting down with Miss um, Genesis Natalie, and we just listened to her poem, Something I Craved. Um, first question, what inspired you to write this? Okay, so I wrote this like two days ago, and I was just like reminiscing about like how much I've grown over time, over the years, like just how confident I became through the years. And I blamed a lot of the stuff that, like, I went through depression and all that jazz, you know? But, like, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, it just always has a source. And so once you figure that out, like, once you figure out why, like, you realize, like, you're just, you're just whole, you're wholesome, you're raw, like, you just, you just went through some shit, you know? But it wasn't you. So I just like wanted to write something exactly. uplifting about all that stuff. Especially since it was past like how you felt yeah. at that point, right? Like you, you know, I, you talked about like all the, you know, I mean, opioids, super addictive. And you were talking about like the thing that you craved that you thought were in the boys that you found, yeah. things like that. Um, yeah, it's like you just kept on find, thinking that you were finding those things, but those things were, you know, really, really inside exactly, of you the entire yeah. time. Like you right? want to find, you want to yeah, find yeah. fulfillment in other people, but really, it's that's not where you're gonna find it, and that's what I was doing. Mm. Damn, hey, bam, <laughs> those are bars right there. <laughs> Did it take you a minute before, or after all those uh, that shitty shit was happening to like put your yeah. feelings into words? And it took like paper? a whole like two years. Like oh wait, from the right. experience to actually to, like, wanting to express it in yeah, because like I've been through some experiences that mess with me my whole life, 
and then it wasn't until I got through like a shitty relationship, you know, and then I feel like those yeah. relationships are the ones that really make you grow though. Like they really make you reflect mm -hmm. on some stuff and I'm so grateful that it happened though because then it just really made me like, all right, I'm just gonna do me now. Just reflect. Exactly, exactly. I like that song. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, so, and it's like, it's not until now that I finally see, like, damn, like, I really didn't need to do all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I really didn't need to put all these people before me or, like, put, put my happiness in their hands. Like, so, mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's a cool, it's cool to realize that, you know, finally. Yeah. But. I mean, like, uh, a lot of times, uh, when we experience those experiences and those people, you never really know the benefits of those people until yeah. looking back. I mean, it's true. If someone were to come up to you and be like, you know what, that person is so good for you, like in the future, you'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, this is so terrible. Break awesome. your heart, but trust me, True. go through it. No, like, yeah. go through it. <laughs> And, uh, a lot of people, I mean, I, I guess I would say some people, like, they might not get the chance to deal with that person and then leave that person. Like, sometimes it's just like, you know what, um, this is the person that I'm with and I gotta do what I can to get through this. And you know what, maybe I'll just, we'll just be better. But sometimes it's like, fuck, like, if you're not happy, and you're continuously not happy, it might not be the person for you. Yeah. You might need to do something about it. Yeah. You know? That's easier said than done, though, for way, a lot of people. Like, way yeah. I got a lot of my friends, yeah. like, spilling, venting their relationship stuff on me. And it's crazy how you think people are in relationships. Like, they seem so happy, but really, it's not the full story. Mm. Some people really are though Like that's dope Yeah I mean like In in every circumstance Like you Really never know What's going on Inside of someone's relationship Especially yeah. from the third party Like yeah. it might look shitty But it might just be That's how they communicate That's just how they are <laughs> um, <laughs> But for some people That's not how they communicate And that's not how they are Yeah And um, they might be dealing With some real shit That they're not going to let out into mm -hmm. the real world because it's just like, you know, they either don't know how to tell other people or they just really don't want to because they're uncomfortable with doing something like that. I feel like I mean? relationships are yeah. like a big test to people's from everything they went through to all like their personality, faults and good things. It really makes you look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Being in a relationship yeah, is like, sure. that's a real test. And then it, it pours out into like outside of the relationship yeah. in like dealing with people in general. Yeah. Because it's like, fuck, you know, I was in this thing. Um, this person was actually dealing with this other thing that I didn't really realize. But that other thing bled into our relationship mm. and caused this. And mm. fuck, you know, yeah, it ended up. Did. You too. Exactly. Yeah. How did you, you let all of this like affect life outside of it? Like, how did you deal with that? Like, like coping with like outside of that stuff. I think it was more of like my own issue. Like, 
a lot of the issues that I personally had in my like serious relationship it was just like our own insecurities being put on each other so mm. once we were done with that we really got to see that like wow damn like that was that was really just me like my own insecurity that I was like projecting onto him or like his insecurities his jealousies his like just wanting to you know like just his own deal that he was projecting onto me too and you take it personally but like really it's just your own issue so it's nice to get like it's nice to I feel like everyone just has like that type of relationship where they're like really, they're never gonna forget that one you know because they're really really you learn through it but then you know after that I just had a lot of time alone and I just like didn't want anyone in my life but I feel like that was like the best thing I could have done because then yep. like I really just like soul searched exactly and so now it's like mm. I feel I feel good about who I'm becoming now. I mean, oftentimes it's like, not just in relationships, but in general, like, um, people don't realize how much their own insecurities begin to, like, affect their world outside yeah. of their own head. Yeah. You know what I mean? And once you're able to take a step outside of yourself and then, like, view everything devoid of ego, devoid of, like, the shit that you constantly have just bouncing around, bouncing around in your noggin, like, you begin to realize, shit, like. Also, easier said than done. I feel like you need, also, like, for sure. a really yeah. strong, like, support system around you sometimes. Lets you know what's yeah. going on from the outside, you know. You, re when you're you in really it, can't, because yeah. I mean, you're in it, you know. But it's, like, um. every day, you're just, like, with the same person. So, like, it kind of unfolds by itself, mm -hmm. like, an onion layer. Mm -hmm. And you really see the core, like, yeah. yeah. And you, and you mentioned hit. something super, super important. Like, you were able to take some time away where you sat with yourself, you sat with, like, everything that happened, and you were thinking, like, oh, shit, this wasn't because of this, this is because of that. Mm -hmm. That wasn't because yeah. of that, but it was because of this. Yeah. You know? And, you, and that's just growth and, like, slowly but surely becoming more and more self-aware. Yeah. And that's something that, like, a lot of people don't have the opportunity to do. That's something that a lot of people don't have the opportunity to be. Like, just knowing enough about themselves and being able to step out of themselves and look at themselves from that lens of, like, yeah. you know, fuck, it's just because I was feeling this type of way or um, they were feeling that kind of, yeah. that type of way. Yeah, I think, like, after that, like, I really just had to be alone like I had to yeah like, and a, a lot of people don't even really understand that sometimes like sometimes you just have to you just have to be alone escape. yeah I did escape though like I had my own issues like I heavily smoked for a very long time mm -hmm. between that time but I I don't regret that because like I I had my own alone time while I was just like reflecting and writing a lot mm -hmm. so I feel like that was kind of like a seed I was planting into like now just writing music and stuff so yeah. bad thing, like good things yeah. come from bad things so yeah. it's dope like and that's, how that and that's a fact yeah. I mean just like how we were saying earlier like 
a lot of people won't realize how good a terrible relationship is until yeah. way after. Yeah. You know. Um, I guess. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, perfect. Um, n- next question that I have for you is how long have you been writing? Like, okay, poetry or like music, like for myself? Uh, or you like, can start with poetry and then move to music. Honestly, I don't really write too many poems. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to write, I'm always thinking about some sort of melody or something, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, yes. I try to just... Yeah. I do write, like, I journal a lot, though. Mm-hmm. Like, like just your feelings Ever since I was day. little, yeah, okay. my dad, like, always, like, he gave me just, like, a blank book, and he's, you just need to write. Just That's write whatever sad. you want. And, like, he would always check up on me, make sure I was writing and stuff. Yeah. So, like, at first I was like, oh, this is lame. Like, why is he making me write? But it's cool, though. I like that type of, that type of, um, what's it called? Release, Release. yeah. I love writing now, like, mm-hmm. like I have so many notebooks just like by my bed that like oh, I just like journal. It'll either be like bullet journaling or like poem journaling or mm-hmm. music journaling or like I have so many like Google Docs open or like, so it's just been like for a while now. Yeah, yeah. Since I was little, I can't really say an age, but. Yeah, and that's dope because a lot of people who've r- written just in general, um, more often than not, it's because they were told to write because of school or, or, or anything. So then it develops this kind of, like, dislike of writing. It's like, ugh. Like, every time I write, it's because I'm doing it for a grade. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that your dad from, like, day one was telling you, hey, you have feelings in there. <laughs> Get it out. Yeah. It's so cool. Because... A lot of people just don't do that. Like, a lot of people is like, all right, so I have this big-ass bottle inside of myself. Let me um, put as many emotions as I can and deal with it later. Yeah, that's so unhealthy. It's it's very unhealthy. But I know so many people who do that. Most people do do that. And it's like, you're going to be fine for, like, now, but you're going to feel it later. Even if you don't think you're going to feel it later, you're going to feel it later in some shape or form, and it's going to be in a weird way that you're not really going to know until later later mm-hmm. <laughs> you're you and you're not, not ready, ready for it. so it's like you might as well empty out that bottle now so you don't have to fucking think about it but people <laughs> empty it in different ways too though not just writing like you can <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> the high point like people go to the gym and like take it out on their workouts or like mm-hmm. they'll go and like like just box for a like punch yeah. a punching bag or something exactly like, People take it out in different ways, so, like, no way really is the right way. It's just, like, whatever you feel like, you feel like you vented somehow. Because mm-hmm. a lot of you people don't like to out. talk about their mm-hmm. feelings. Mm-hmm. So, like, I do, like, I'm I'm open with, like, I don't care, you know. I, yeah. Like, I'll just put it down. But, like, you know, for people who don't like to, it's just, like, you just figure it out your own way, and then you feel so much better. You know? So much better. Yeah. You're less emotionally constipated. <laughs> That's the word I was thinking of. You said it. <laughs> On point. Get that, get that shit outside of you. Get that shit out. Yeah. So you can walk away feeling lighter than you've ever felt before. You know what I'm talking about. Walk away and not have to limp. Like, you just got it out. Like, everything Why are you is limping? I got good. this emotional shit inside of me. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was good after that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> you know, but it just be like that sometimes. It really does. Uh huh. So, what are you like uh, doing most? Between, oh, I guess, yeah, music for sure. Because yeah. you mentioned that you for also sure. write music. Yeah. Um. So, how long have you been writing music? Okay, like for okay. I've attempted it a few times ever since I was little. Mm-hmm. Like just writing my own little songs, playing it for my grandma. I didn't even know the chords of any guitar. I just like back and forth, just sang a song. Oh. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah. So but just yeah. like recently, like a year ago, is when I actually started putting out my own like originals and like producing and doing my own stuff. Oh, wow. So it was like a year ago, but. Okay. But writing music, I just did it kind of like for fun mm-hmm. for a while. Okay. So you were definitely writing music before you started writing like poetry or anything like that. Yeah, but I wasn't like serious about it or anything. Yeah, I was just yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to write this today. I'm going to write this song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, definitely, I definitely feel that. Because, I mean, it's a lot. And so the songs that you would write, would it be songs that you're feeling or songs inspired by like things you would hear off the radio or like I always had like inspirations of what I hear on the radio but like when I write it has to come from something yeah you know, like, like you can't just fuck just come up with some shit yeah you know, like out of nowhere <laughs> some people do though who are some of your inspirations Lana Del Rey Alina Alina Baraz um Amy Winehouse. Oh. Like, I have oh, so yeah, many, fire. but like, sure. yeah, like, <laughs> those are the feels. Though. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I like them. That's where it's at. Like, yeah, those are the ones that I would, I normally listen to right now. Well, and Miguel too, and but I like Russ too. But I mean, as far as like influencing my my style, I think more those two, Lana Del not Lana Del Rey and Alina Baraz. Like, they're so different, but, like, I just love their style of writing. Their style of music is so different, too. Like, they're just kind of in their own lane, so which is dope. Your but, main... oh. sorry, but, like, my music is not, does not sound anything like them, though. Yeah, it does not. Good, yeah, fine. I just kind of do whatever I, like, whatever I'm feeling. So, so you, so you do music. How long have you been, like, making music and shit? Like, producing and stuff, like... I would say like two years. Yeah. Okay, so you were writing music for a little bit longer than that, right? Yeah. And then, um, what kind of got you into producing? Cause like, okay, so I was in different rock bands before. Like, you Whoa, would not think. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was a metal one. No, what? it wasn't so really was like my style, style, but like we kind of morphed yeah. into one certain style and like just made it work, but. I just wanted to get out there, you know, and like just sing and perform in front of people. And like, I didn't know how to play instruments, so that was like, it had to be that. Or like some acoustic open mic stuff, you know? But once I had some like contacts with different producers, and like a lot of them would fall through, like they just were not dependable. And like, we would meet up for hours and have like these really cool sessions, and I'd be like so excited about it, and then I wouldn't hear from them. Like, Man, like, I can't depend on other people. Like, I have to know how to do this myself. Like, so then 
I would go to like guitar guitar center mm-hmm. and like I, they would have certain classes there yeah. so I would like take those and then I would watch tutorials but they were like so like I was still confused like so <laughs> I'm like someone has to hands-on <laughs> teach me and like I would ask friends but you know it's not like like it's their time it's okay like I don't want to be a burden on yeah. anyone, so I'm like, I'm just gonna call around just different studios and see who wants to take me in for free, and I'll just learn, like, how I'll do whatever, like, I'll just learn how to do it. And so then, like, finally somebody responded, Royal Riff Raff, shout out to them. Wait, what? Like, oh, rewind, real. Studio in Santa Fe Springs, he's like, yeah, I need an intern. And I was like, okay, dope, I'm, I can start, like, now. And so then I just started doing like, <laughs> like the different everything, like email, social media, like um, putting him in the scores, like putting his music in different like movie scores, like submitting him. Like I learned a lot. And so, and I didn't ask for anything. I think it was like 11 months or anything. Like it was dope just being there in the environment and just like seeing how he engineers with other artists coming in and out and stuff and that was just cool to me so like he just taught me how to engineer how he produces like it was really cool though because like he everything he did he always explained what he was doing for me so I could learn you know so that was a cool that was a cool experience like I'm never gonna forget that because like that was like what inspired me the most to like just make my own music and so yeah he like yeah and that, still and teaches that's, me. That's dope. Yeah. It's rare that someone would like take the time out yeah. to like, make sure you grow no. in that scene. So grateful. I mean, and like the the dope thing about this um, the show is that uh, it's not just poetry that we really focus on. I mean, we we focus on music. I mean, Kolakai makes music and everything, and we we interviewed antimatter and everything like that. Um, so it's really really cool that. Um, you not only had a passion for music, but that passion led you to like, fuck, I'm I need to get in the studio. Like, so you you were calling around, you're doing like the straight, the grind. Yeah. There are a lot of people who are interested in music, but sometimes you know, um, just whether it's time or just personally, if they're just trying to do music, like they might not have the the drive to just go up, go out and, go learn, and learn. You know what I mean? And that's. Um, sick as hell (laughs) do you consider yourself a uh, perfectionist to a point yeah but like other times I'm like art is not meant to be perfect (laughs) but like as long as I'm really feeling it like you have a feeling like you have inspiration like if you listen to a song and something is off then it's not ready like How do you know when it's done? I just it just flows. Just like based it just purely flows. on the whole song just flows. Like it just makes sense. Like yeah. you would hear it and you're like, this is the way that it should be. It's not cringy, <laughs> that's how you know. <laughs> yeah. Or like you got a deadline and it's like, I Okay, guess yeah. Like exactly. man, that's hard, like to put a timing on that. That's true. I've made songs really fast and I've made songs like that took like real love actually took two years. Like, I had to remix it with different engineers, like, a lot of times. And I was, like, going to throw it away just completely. But, you know, it's, like, each beat is, like, your baby. You. Yeah. And you know this. You make music, too. Like, you really put a yeah. lot of time into it. Like, you spend all night sometimes just, like, 
making a beat and it's not like I have to it's just like you're so into it you know <laughs> yeah it's like, like it's you're just done. like you just want it to be done <laughs> what do you mean it's not done it sounds good no it's not <laughs> done it's not done yet yeah so like it's like I went to like probably like four different engineers that like mixed that song and then finally I was like okay three first and then after that, I was like, you know what? Maybe this song is just not meant to be a song. <laughs> and like, I was going to give it away. And then, like, I just put it away for, like, six months. And then my friend was like, we should do a duo wow. together, but you produce it. And I was like, okay, um, that's going to take a minute, though. Like, mm -hmm. I have a song that was, like, already done. Let's just do something with it. And then I heard it, and I was like, wait, I want that song. <laughs> like, I just want to do something with it. And so I just rewrote it, and then... Um, Gil, the same guy from Royal Riff Raff, and like, he like walked me through the mixing process. So I mixed it, but he was like guiding me. So it was cool, because he knows I want to like be an engineer too, you know? So like, yeah, it was dope. And then finally I was like cool with it, because he's like, he has such an ear. Like, he's like, I think it needs this. Like, nope, nope. Like, he'll hear like a bass that's like two yeah. notches too high. Like, you know, it's like crazy. Yeah. It's dope that you engineered it too, because a lot of times, like the vision gets lost in that process, in that end of the process. Like if you produce it and you give it to an engineer, it's like yeah. they don't know what I want. Kind of especially shit. if they're an artist like, too, like they'll just put their own flavor yeah. on it. Yeah. And when you were making like, it, you had an entire like control, control. Like when you're making, you're like, oh, I could go like this on here. Yeah. I can do this on here, and then it can't. It comes out. You give it to someone else, and they're doing something else. You're like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that could work. Yeah, I, I guess, guess that works. works. <laughs> it's technically yeah. yeah. You just change it back. And then they leave yeah. and you change it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just going to set it back to how it was, though. <laughs> no, but, like, yeah, everyone has their own style. But no, yeah, exactly. But now exactly. I'm, like, I'm grateful for the way that happened. Like, I'm grateful, at, like, a lot of people are flakes in the music. Because it wouldn't have gotten you, yeah. it wouldn't have gotten you to the point where you're at. I had to so, learn. Um, like that's that drive that like wants to call people and ask like, "Yo, can I just show up?" That doesn't just come from like nowhere. You don't just wake up. So was that something that you've always had, or was it like you started trying to produce and you're like, "Oh man, like this is like so good," or like you're writing, you're like, "Damn, like." If I can just get a little bit of help, this would be, like, what What pushed you to that point? Okay, because, like, I started with GarageBand, and that was, like, a free thing on the laptop. Yes. And I was like, cool, I'll just do my own stuff. But, like, I didn't know the first thing about structuring a song or anything or what it needed. So I was just feeling it out, and the song was, like, six minutes long <laughs> he just yeah. kept going and going and going yeah. I was like I'm not even like this is like three songs in one <laughs> but oh it just god, keeps yeah. changing oh my god so like I was like I know producer <laughs> friends and like maybe they could help me with this and it just like didn't end up ever happening like time was passing by and I'm like I still don't know how to produce okay before when I when I was in the rock band I wrote a lot of songs and we performed a lot of the songs too that I wrote. And like wow. after it fell out, like after we had a fallout, like it wasn't a, a bad fallout or anything. It was just like we just stopped. Yeah, yeah we're just done. Yeah, I was like, none of those songs were recorded. None of those songs were. 
made into real songs. It was just all live and practicing and then shows and that's it. So I was like, I want to keep doing this though. Cause like, I felt like I really liked the songs that I wrote. And so I was like, I'll just do my own thing. And then yeah. I just like started to so, figure that out. So the rock band, were they just friends that you had before or was it like, so like a group looking for a singer and you just hopped in and just start singing. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so one of the guys we just so happened to date briefly. And, like <laughs> and he was a guitar player. And then, you know, I sang, so we do like little covers and stuff. And then his brother was a as a um a drummer, a drummer yeah. yeah, and then like they just had a lot of musician friends, and so I was like, we should make a band, yeah. just, like not yeah. really serious, but like low key serious. <laughs> and then we did, but they were all like metalheads, yeah, big time metalheads, and like me, like, I, I'm more like, hip hop and R and B, and like, yeah. but I like I like other genres too, like not just that. I listen to a lot of different genres too, but. Mm -hmm. We kind of like merged some sounds together and it kind of sounded cool. And so we just came, kind of made like a fusion band. And so that's how that happened. And then when it just fell out, I was just like, damn, all that. And now, <laughs> so it is kind of, it's kind of hard to keep a band together when everyone kind of has different goals, you know? But I just felt like it was easier to just do my own thing. Um, did, did you say you were in more than one band? Okay, yes, but no. I was just in that one <laughs> I was just in the one band. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> it was just like the... Okay, I was in girl groups. Like, I was always like... Okay, like That's like a band. Kind of a band, but not really. Where'd you guys, where'd you guys tour? Like, for the metal band? All over... Oh, um, that was just like local bars and... Restaurants and OC and stuff, but yeah. And then the girl group, did you yeah. guys? Oh my god, that was in Utah. Extreme. Utah. <laughs> that was our name. <laughs> yeah, I know. We did a lot of covers and we like sang and danced. <laughs> it was part of like a, a like an actual company. Oh whoa. That had it was like a performing arts um, school kind of. Mm -hmm. So. That's when in, that in Utah? Yeah. That's crazy. That's, That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you just moved to Utah or you... Uh... I, I grew up there. Okay, so you grew up in Utah. Um, so was this before the metal band or... Yeah, this was before. Yeah. Okay, when you were like a little bit younger, you were at school. Yeah, I was like you... middle school. God, Damn. God. I've really been doing like... this from the start. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little while. Like... It wasn't ever to be taken serious. It was because I loved singing. Yeah. And yeah. like then I realized like this is just gonna be part of me forever. Mm. Like I might as well just like go in for it. Like you know? if you were like, doing this is actually else, what I you would just be sitting thinking about yes, singing. Yeah. Yes. Really, it's true though. Like you try to do it on the side yeah, of whatever like, else you would like imagine doing. Yeah. Like like even even when Cause we used to live with my aunt, like my family lived with my aunt. I felt embarrassed to just sing all the time, cause I sing really all the time, mm -hmm. you know. And I was like living with the new family, so I'm like, can't disrupt that, you know. 
<laughs> but like I can't rock the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then it just like started coming out randomly, random mm-hmm. bursts, and I just always sing like when I'm washing dishes, when I'm in the shower, like everything, mm-hmm. you know. And then like when you don't do what you love, like you just feel oppressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm sure like Whatever no, you guys absolutely. do, like, you just have to do it. You just, no, like, definitely. I mean, and no. <laughs> whether you're singing, you're writing, or you're dancing, like, or even painting, if you've, if that's your shit, and shit. something is, I don't want to say something is in the way, but you feel as if, though, there's something kind of blocking that creative expression, yeah. Yeah. you're not going to feel good. Yeah. Like, whatever it is, you're just not going to feel good. Some people, what they will do, they'll suppress it so much to the point where they're able to focus on what they want to do, or quote-unquote, want to do. do, what they have to do. Um, and then years later, they're like, shit, like... What would have happened if I yes. just doubled down on that? Yes. You know, and then you live your life with regrets. Have you ever read The Alchemist? I have read The Alchemist. Wow. <laughs> Literally. Rare. That's have the, you? I'm not yet. Dude. You yeah, have no, to. I know, I know. The whole thing. Like you, you, that's what it's all about. You, you never want to find yourself at a point where you forego your dreams just because you felt like you needed to do something. For money. For money. Or for your Or, parents, like, or... just some sort of security. Yeah. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you don't want to just completely give up on it. Because what will happen is that years, years later, when you've doubled down on it, maybe you're successful or maybe you're not, or maybe it's just, you know, keeping your family, like, alive and fed... You're gonna be thinking like, fuck, like. What if I would have just gone all in? What if I just, what if I just went all in? And you'd see like, like peers of yours, yeah, who, who, really? who did that shit, and yeah. then you're just like, yeah. then you got envy like in your heart. That could be me. Like then you're you're either you you have envy, and then you're looking at your life that you built. Yeah. Your family. Not like, enough. You guys are what's getting in my way. Yeah. <laughs> it's because of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but in reality, it's like, shit, it's because of you, boo. <laughs> like, if you just did it, like, you'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you weren't good, you were able to do it, fail, and know that you failed at it. And then go to some something else. But even then, like even if you fail and you try to give it up, it's still like an itch. It's like you just have to work on it. Mm-hmm. And then see what see what happens. Sometimes you really do have the talent. You just like your mind gets in the way of like you really being your greatest self. Mm. You're just like I can't though. I can't. <laughs> so you really can't. But can't. really, you were born with it, yeah. so you can. And that I mean, self doubt is always seated in you by someone some else. else. Yes. Never by someone you. Someone else. <laughs> like, Often it's either your family or or your like your parents telling you like where, how are you gonna make money in that? Mm-hmm. How is that doesn't make sense? True. Like look at all the people that have failed. Blah 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 blah. And then you get that in your head. You're like shit. Maybe I mean maybe that's you're crazy, right? right? Like, like yeah. you're like a sponge when you're little, and then like you're so receptive to everything. Mm. It's like that's why it's always a cycle. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. You just. You just gotta really trust what you feel. Like, remove yourself from, this doesn't make any sense, but from yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but like, I got you. Yourself is filled with all the shit that you've learned, whether it's like, you know, what, what you've taught yourself or what someone else has taught you. Like, hey, 
that shit might not be 100% true. Yeah. And you might think it's true because it's all you've been told your entire life, but what'll happen if you just fucking just pretend like you never heard that? Mm. It's going to be the hardest thing to wrap, like, for me, my head around was, like, what you love the most and what you're more, what you're most passionate of is your calling. Like, why do you feel so impelled to go to that, to, like, do that, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. not just, like, yeah, it's, it's a whatever thing. Like, I just really love it low-key, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. just, like... No, that's that's what you came here for. Yeah. There's this um there's this comic the book writer about it too. Um her name is Gail Simone. Um she used to own a hair salon like for the longest time. Uh and then I think one of her friends um uh, and I'll have to check back on this, but one of her friends submitted her writing to a company and she was just like, "Nah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try." It's like, "Well, I mean, it's fine if you don't want to try it, but I already submitted your writing. You're you, ha- you have a meeting tomorrow. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> that's cool. Real friends. Right? Real friends. Yeah, and she like after she got that like confirmation, she like found out like that was their, her shit, and people were fucking with it. She was like, Aww. she got rid of the salon, and she became a comic book writer. Wow. Like you know, and if if she didn't double down on that thing, she would still be you know a writer of some sort. Or uh, sorry. Uh, a salon, a hair, a hair, hair salon. Person. She would be a hair salon. <laughs> See, you never know. You really never know, and like you, sometimes you just have to double down, jump into the darkness, jump into the abyss that you can't see in front of, and see what happens, and trust yourself enough that you can make it. Yeah, that's the most important part. Yeah, if you don't trust yourself, you're not gonna. You're not it's doing just shit. not gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen. So true. <laughs> so true. Trust yourself. Who's gonna believe yeah. in you? Exactly. Yeah, if you don't believe in yourself. Exactly. First. Exactly. exactly. Um. Like that. I like, I like that. that. I like that. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I feel like that was like an inside oh joke that I just did not get. <laughs> Like, you're amazing. Um, Thank you. We will be rooting for you every step of the way. We can't wait to see you um, get to where you want to be. Just like any of you people listening out there, you have some dreams out there. Yes, I know. I know you do. Follow them. Okay? We see you. We see you. We are looking at you right now, listening to this show. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Follow those dreams. Always. (laughs) All right, and um, do you have anything to plug real fast? Like, Oh, okay, yeah. yeah so okay. I just released a new song, guys. Okay. Real okay. Love, streaming on Spotify. All my Whoa. songs are on there. Whoa. Y'all need to check <laughs> it's me everywhere. out. everywhere. Real Love, do you have a project coming out? I produced out? all of them. Yeah, I want to do music videos for all of them. Okay. All so right. Hey, stay tuned for some music videos yes. coming. Genesis and Natalie, thank you so, so much. Thank you, guys. You guys are dope. Thanks for having me on here, guys. Thank you. Wow. And to a great season. Yes, huge shout-out to Elliot, Genesis, Kolokai, and everyone who contributed to the show. Yep, and sometime this summer, Danger, the full Kill the Poet theme song should be coming out, so... Be on the lookout. Yes. <laughs> we shall return in the fall. And an even bigger shout out 
to everyone who took the time to listen to the show. We love you all dearly. Hell yeah, kill the poet. Oh, that's awesome.